Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. He's like us. It's not about how bad David was. It's about how good God always is, no matter how bad we are or how bad it is. Okay, so Jeremiah is down. He wishes he was never born. So why do I need to know that? And how can I be encouraged by that? Because God is going to see him through. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Jeremiah. Have you ever felt like after the things you've done or said that you're so sinful that God would never forgive you? In today's message, Pastor J.D. shows us that even when we make bad decisions or lose faith and turn from God, He is always good. No matter what we do or have done, God is still good. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Jeremiah chapter 20 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. When you're standing and somebody is just leaning on you all the time, all day, every day, daily. The thing about daily, it's daily. (laughs) I know that's deeply profound, but every day. Someone is just leaning on you. Now, initially, you're still standing strong. But after a while, you get worn down. And you get weary. And that's where Jeremiah's at. And notice, as we're going to see, God does not fault him for this. God does not rebuke him. And Come on, Jeremiah! What's the matter with you? Buck up, buttercup. No, there's none of that. Verse 10. (laughs) I'm afraid to look. For I heard many mocking. Fear on every side. Here comes Mr. Fear on every side, Mr. Doom and Gloom, Mr. Prophecy Update. What are you going to prophesy now? Come on. Let's hear it. Report, they say. And we will report it. Mocking. And then he says this. This is interesting. He says, all my acquaintances. Acquaintances? Jeremiah has no friends. They're just acquaintances. (laughs) Watched for my stumbling, saying, perhaps he can be induced, tricked. Again, there's that same word. Then we will prevail against him and we will take our revenge on him. Oh, isn't this interesting? They're waiting for him to just stumble, and then they're going to pounce. Let's just wait. We'll watch the live stream, and as soon as he misquotes a verse, or he quotes an unauthenticated source, Or how about this one? He calls out someone by name. Oh, by the way, the Apostle Paul did that. And they're just waiting. 
for him to do something like that so they can just pounce on him, prevail against him, mete out revenge on him. Now, verse 11, (laughs) buckle up. This is the same Jeremiah that just moments ago wanted to quit, accused God of tricking him into the calling. And now verse 11 says, but the Lord is with me as a mighty, awesome one. Therefore my persecutors will stumble and will not prevail. They will be greatly ashamed, for they will not prosper. Their everlasting confusion will never be forgotten. But O Lord of hosts, verse 12, you who test the righteous and see the mind and heart, let me see your vengeance on them. For I have pleaded my cause before you. Yeah, Jeremiah, go. (laughs) And then verse 13, listen to this. Sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Wait a minute, is this the same guy that just wanted to quit? (laughs) He was God of tricks. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord. For he has delivered the life of the poor from the hand of the evildoers. All right. We're good. Oh, how I wish the chapter ended there. But it doesn't. This is going to be short-lived, and for a reason, and good reason, because what we're going to see next should give every single one of us hope. And I'll explain. Just hang in there with me. Verse 14, Cursed be the day in which I was born. What? Wait a minute, can we go back? Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord. Cursed be the day in which I was born. Come on, I know we laugh. Why Why do we laugh? Because we do that. We go back and forth, we're up and down. Praise the Lord. God, why was I even born? God, just, I want to die. Praise the Lord, sing to the Lord. Next verse, I want to die. I quit. Next verse, praise the Lord. The Lord is good. Who is like unto the Lord? Cursed be the day in which I was born. What is going on? He's having another meltdown. I asked her, are you okay with this? That's a question. Here's another question, maybe better asked. Why is God letting us in on Jeremiah's private prayer journal? Man, I so thankful. I would never want you to see my prayer journal that I've been keeping for many, many years. There have been some entries. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to keep going anymore. But I've got many passages in my prayer journal that read like this. Oh God, I can't go on anymore. This is too hard. Everything is against me. There's, Lord, I quit. (laughs) Here's my resignation. Cursed be the day in which I would. It would be better if I was never born. Curse the day that I was born. Let the day not be blessed in which my mother bore me. Let the man be cursed who brought news to my father, saying, A male child has been born to you, making him very glad. This is a cultural dynamic, by the way. In that day, even modern day in the Middle East, if you've got a boy, see, that's a worker. That's, uh, they carry on the family name. It's a boy. 
good news, it's a boy. And he's saying, let that, not the curse on the man, but the curse on the news that I was going to be born. It gets worse. And, verse 16, let that man be like the cities which the Lord overthrew and did not relent. Let him hear the cry in the morning and (laughs) the shouting at noon, because he did not kill me from the womb, that my mother might have been my grave and her womb always enlarged with me. You know what he's saying? I wish I would have been a miscarriage. Or at least I wish I was stillborn. Why, verse 18, did I come forth from the womb to see labor and sorrow, that my days should be consumed with shame? Boy, that's rock bottom, isn't it? Cursing the day you were born, wishing you were never born. How is this supposed to encourage us? And again, back to our question before we move to chapter 21, why do we even have this in our Bibles? Isn't that TMI? I really don't want to know this about Jeremiah. I kind of liken it to David. Remember, for those of you that were part of our study through First and Second Samuel in particular, Oh man, there were some times where I'm just like, man, I don't want to know that about David. (laughs) That is way TMI. I I don't want to know about his scheming evil plan and plot to have Uriah killed because he got his wife Bathsheba pregnant. I don't want to know about... And then he gives Joash, his military commander, he gives Uriah a letter, a sealed letter, to give to the military commander that's got basically his death sentence, instructions to have Uriah put out on the front line, then pull back everyone else so he gets killed. And it worked. And then here comes, again, I don't want to know this, but God wants us to know this. God wants us to know this about someone like David. God wants us to know this about someone like Jeremiah. Why? Because he's like us. It's not about how bad David was, it's about how good God always is, no matter how bad we are, or how bad it is. Okay, so Jeremiah is down. He wishes he was never born. So why do I need to know that, and how can I be encouraged by that? Because God is going to see him through, as we're going to see next. And I want, actually do want to know this about Jeremiah, because it makes me feel a little bit better about my own struggles, my own emotional ups and downs. And don't look at me all spiritual, because you have them too. And here's this man, mightily used of God, and he's cursing the day he was born. And God wants us to know that, not because we can see how down Jeremiah is, but we're going to see how good God 
always is when we, like Jeremiah, have hit rock bottom. Have you been there? I've been there more times than I care to remember, let alone talk about, where I'm just like God. This is how it ends, man. <laughs> Why don't you just put me out of my misery? You know, it would have been better if I wasn't even born, actually. That's how bad it is. And God is so patient. God is so loving. God is so merciful. God is so long-suffering. I like that word. You know what long-suffering means? Again, deeply profound. It means he suffers long, long-suffering. Because again, conspicuously absent from anything in the narrative is any mention whatsoever of God being disappointed or disenchanted with his prophet whom he called? Not at all. What's the point? Here's the point. We like Jeremiah, Jeremiah like us, the best among us can have moments like this, but God. Chapter 21, the word, verse 1, which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, when King Zedekiah sent to him Pashur the son of Melchiah. This is a different Pashur. This is a common name. It was a common name in that time. And Zephaniah the son of Maaseiah, the priest, saying, verse 2, Please inquire of the Lord for us, for Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon makes war against us. Perhaps the Lord will deal with us according to all his wonderful works, that the king may go away from us. Okay, let me see if I got this straight. So, oh now you want to hear what I have to say. Oh, now you're coming to me. Oh, now you're calling me. Oh, now you want to know what the Lord would say. Well, <laughs> please inquire of the Lord for us. Um, Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonians, by the way, keep in mind that the Babylonian captivity and invasion of Judah took place over a period of time in stages. It wasn't just a one-time thing. So this was ongoing. And here's this king, and he's getting Jeremiah, this prophet. Uh, wait a minute. When, when did this happen? Oh, so glad you asked. You asked, right? 20 years later. Wait, you mean to tell me that from chapter 20 to chapter 21, 20 years have gone by? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, that's messing me up. Well, Jeremiah is not in chronological order. So now the question becomes, why would God package together chapter 20 in the canon of Scripture, inspired 
in the Word of God, why would he package chapter 21 that takes place 20 years later with chapter 20, where Jeremiah is having this meltdown, two of them, this breakdown, two of them. Why is it's like, that, that doesn't fit. Oh yes it does. Uh, it appears that Jeremiah made it. And not only did Jeremiah, Jeremiah, wow, so good to see you. Haven't seen you since chapter 20, 20 years ago. I, I remember, you remember that? When you were like wanting God to kill you and cursing the day you were born and you wanted to quit, you couldn't, but you tried. <laughs> Here you are 20 years later, and look at you now. Wow. Oh, I get it. You're still in chapter 20. I want to encourage you. You know what comes after 20? Again, I know deeply profound. 21. Uh, 21 comes after 20. And isn't it interesting? I wonder, I just wonder when they call for Jeremiah, could you imagine the email that went out? Hey, we need to, we need Jeremiah. No, not Jeremiah. You mean the guy that we put in the stocks and tortured and spit on and mocked and ridiculed that was prophesying and we called him and accused him of being, yeah, that Jeremiah. You want us to get him? Yeah. And you want him to inquire of the Lord? Yeah. And you want him to prophesy what the Lord would say? Yeah. Oh, I guess Jeremiah did survive. And not only did Jeremiah survive, but here he is 20 years later, and now they're coming to him. He was going to them. How many times did God command him, go to the gate where the people are, because they're apparently not coming to you. You don't have any friends anyway. Nobody's coming to your church. You have acquaintances, but they've all blocked you on social media. So go to them and proclaim and prophesy this message that they're not going to receive. In fact, not only are they going to receive it, they're going to reject it, and they're going to ridicule you and mock you for it. And now they want to talk to him? Now they want him to inquire of the Lord? And isn't this interesting? Maybe he'll deal with us according to all of his wonderful works. I wonder if he has in mind what God did when the Assyrians invaded. Remember that? And Hezekiah was king, and 185,000 Assyrians had besieged the city. And God's like, I'll take care of it. You will? Yeah. Don't worry. I'll take care of this. Okay. When? Tonight. What are you going to do? You'll see. And he sends a no-named angel. This is an intern. It's not even an archangel. He just sends a no-name angel, go down, and 185,000 Assyrians are killed. I guess God's going to take care of it. They wake up in the morning, they look out over the city walls, 
and here's the Assyrians and their debt. I think this is what he's hoping will happen again with the Babylonians. Maybe God will do what he did with the Assyrians. So maybe King Zedekiah is hoping that God will do what he did for King Hezekiah. It's not going to happen. Then Jeremiah said to them, Thus you shall say to Zedekiah, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Behold, I will turn back the weapons of war that are in your hands, with which you fight against the king of Babylon and the Chaldeans, who besiege you outside the walls, and I will assemble them in the midst of this city. I myself, verse 5, will fight against you with an outstretched hand and with a strong arm, even in my anger and fury and great wrath. Wow. I totally wouldn't have said that. I would have said, this is what I would have said. Thus says the Lord, told you so 20 years ago, but you mocked me and tortured me, and now you come to me? Okay. No, not Jeremiah. <laughs> Conspicuously absent from Jeremiah is any mention of him being vindicated. This isn't about him. Remember now, Jeremiah loves these people. He wept over these people. He pleaded with God for these people. He begged God how many times for these people. He took no delight whatsoever in the judgment that was coming on his people. He's not vindicated. I'm sure he's grieved. Verse 6, I will strike the inhabitants of this city. Again, this is what the Lord is saying through the prophet Jeremiah. Both man and beast, they shall die of a great pestilence. That's interesting. And afterward, verse 7 says the Lord, I will deliver Zedekiah king of Judah, his servants, and the people, and such as are left in this city, from the pestilence and the sword and the famine, you will? Yeah, into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon. Oh, into the hand of their enemies, and into the hand of those who seek their life, and he shall strike them with the edge of the sword. He shall not spare them, or have pity, or mercy. Now you shall say to this people, verse 8, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I set before you the way of life, and the way of death. He, verse 9, who remains in this city shall die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence. But he who goes out and defects or surrenders to the Chaldeans who besiege you, he shall live, and his life shall be as a price to him. Before we go to verse 10, I want to just make one comment on this. You want to save your life, you have to lose it. This is the paradox. He's given them a choice. Do you see this? If you try to fight, 
and stay in the city and take your stand and fight this fight, you're going to die. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. If you're enjoying these teachings in the book of Jeremiah, we encourage you to continue following through this series with us and to read on your own, too. God may reveal some things to you that you'll find interesting. In Spirit and Truth is a ministry out of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. If you'd like to learn more about the ministry of In Spirit and Truth, go to calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're at our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. He also gives prophecy updates weekly that touch on the things happening right now. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D., You can find service times and directions on our website. Once again, that's calvarychapelkaneohe.com. If you'd like to access any of these things on our mobile app, you can do that too. Go to the Resources tab on our website. You can download from there. That's calvarychapelkaneohe.com. Thanks for listening today to this teaching in the book of Jeremiah. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God's been putting on his heart. But until then, be thinking about what you heard today, what it meant for the people then, and what it means for you today in the here and now. Come learn what's coming up next here on In Spirit and Truth.